Shaloha and welcome. I'm your co-host, lover of life and all things magical, Mermaid Chelsea. And I'm Blake, dive master, freediver, artist, and conservationist. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect women from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now it's time for the happy ocean news of the week. So as of this recording, it's what, the 29th, I think, of September? The 29th, yeah. Okay, so yesterday, a new bill went into effect here in Hawaii uh, for the Marine Mammal Protection Act, right? Yeah. Okay, and this is saying that um, we're going to be protecting the Hawaiian spinner dolphins, which is super special. I love these babies so much. Um, But we want to talk a little bit about the pros and cons, the goods and bads, because no conservation issue is just 100% black and white, right? Mm -hmm. So this is going to be prohibiting boats or even swimmers from being within 50 yards of a dolphin. So the Hawaiian spinner dolphins are really special because they're actually nocturnal. So if you see one in the bays, they're actually resting. They sleep with half their brains on uh, at a time. And so we have these big tour boats who may or may not have been trained in animal behavior. And for the ones that haven't been trained in animal behavior, they're yelling, they're splashing, they're making a lot of noise and waking these dolphins up. So this has been shown to be changing up the reproductive habits. It's been showing that they're sleepier when they go out to hunt. And that also makes them more prone to shark bites, especially cookie cutter shark bites, which don't usually kill you. But if you guys want to have a little bit of like a Halloween horror (laughs) film, check out a cookie cutter shark. Of the cookie cutter shark. They are terrifying. That's not something you want. Like, it's not going to kill you, but you don't want it. No, it causes infection. It's this huge chunk missing from your body that can cause disease. So it's pretty much, it all goes back to them sleeping, right? And so there are some really amazing companies out here. I've worked for big boats. I've worked for little boats. And I have seen how each one uh, does treat the animals a little bit differently. But what I've noticed is mostly, like all of the crew members, they love the animals and they love sharing it with the people. And dolphins are animals that are curious about humans as well. They do like to interact with us. So this does show that it all kind of goes back to profit right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I noticed that like the big boats, when they're bringing 80 people on and throwing them all in the water at once and everybody's yelling because they want to make sure that all these people can see these animals in such a short period of time, this is what's causing the issue rather than the small amounts of people, the calm interactions, that's beautiful and lovely, but it kind of just shows that over the years, whenever you put profit over conservation and people in the long term, it kind of just ruins it for everybody. A hundred percent. And there are very responsible boats here on island. And I'm sure everywhere that tourists frequent Mm -hmm. that really are doing the responsible thing, taking small groups of people on their boats, teaching them the science behind these Mm -hmm. animals, trying to teach them more of how to interact responsibly and sustainably. Right. And you know of a couple of those, but it's comparing those big tour groups that have, like you said, 50 to 80 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no training. Exactly. And they're kind of ruining it for everybody now. Yeah. 
So it's good because this bill will be an all over protection of the dolphins, which is in the long run what we want. I would much rather not swim with the dolphins and know that they're safe totally. rather than swim with them and know that I'm causing those cute little babies harm, totally. right? Yeah. But another strange thing that you can see come into play in politics is uh, I was looking up where these they wanted to do protective bays like, oh, if the dolphins usually sleep in this bay, it's closed for human like beachgoers from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. But they're closing down four bays on Big Island, one in Maui, but zero on Oahu. And on Oahu, Makua Bay is where a lot of the dolphins frequent. So if they're not closing that down from swimmers at a certain time, it just shows, honestly, that the government still is involved yes. in that profit rather than the conservation aspects of it. Like yeah. they're trying, but... But Nothing see, really. will be perfect. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a popular, I know for sure, snorkeling and free diving. Oh, yeah, happens it's a there. beautiful area. Yeah. A lot of people go there. So, of course, it's going to make a lot of people upset if they close it for the whole day. Exactly. But at the same time, again, that's the government picking its people and tourism exactly. over. Yeah, it's tough. It's hard. It's hard. But I'm happy to see that because I remember when I first moved here back in. Oh, girl. 2014 I don't even remember oh, I was a baby I was like a year after college I was coming here little 21 year old Blake I'm like I'm gonna get in the ocean <laughs> oh, my eyes are bright and I'm so, so happy I'm like oh I love you girl <laughs> um but I remember back then they were um they had the drones going all the time on the west side checking and doing studies of these dolphin behaviors so it's been a long time coming there's a lot of research that has gone into this so at least we do see the government acknowledging it rather than just being like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, we need the money for tourism. So that's a good sign. Yeah. It's yeah. always on the up, I guess. You know what I mean? It's better than nothing for sure. It totally is. I'm just curious as to why it took so long yeah. to implement this. Like this happened to our knowledge today. Yeah. Like it hit the news today. Yeah. And it's not going to take effect until October 28th. Oh my so it does give like the boats and everything about a month to transition, which is actually good because a lot of those boats can, rather than just losing a bunch of local jobs, they can become whale watching boats for the winter and then just take their same boat out, change the tour around a little bit and then do if they wanted to, you know, snorkeling with the turtles on the west side, things like that. So they can adapt rather than just losing their massive business, which that's, is good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. in such a positive way. And an excellent segue into what we're going to talk about because you just mentioned the turtles and snorkeling I with them the turtles. they love that they <laughs> always make my day I know they look so grumpy they're so like but in the chillest way yeah just like mm, it's like if no, I just didn't okay. care about anything I would be a sea turtle you know yes. just like feed me leave me alone like a cat <laughs> of the ocean you know grumpy kitties of the sea mm -hmm. um so we're going to talk today about responsibly interacting with marine life yes and turtles is such a hot topic they're everywhere on these islands mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. we just said we love them love them they're all over they're just chill it's yeah. so easy to want to go up and just Hug it. Be with that. Right. <laughs> Grab these little but we don't. and spin them and dance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember. So I've worked with a lot of tourists. And <laughs> my favorite were these two dudes from Australia, which I feel like Australia has a lot of 
things that would kill you. So in my mind, <laughs> as an Australian, especially man, I just assumed that they wouldn't try to touch anything. I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like a weird macho thing. Like yeah. who gets to live the longest the living coolest. in? <laughs> right? I don't know. But I remember we were out super deep. They came out on a scuba boat, but they didn't know how to scuba. Their friends did. So they just wanted to snorkel. So I had to be their snorkel guide in like 80 feet of water, which of course they couldn't see anything. Oh, much wire. <laughs> right? So we just had all their little life vests on and floaties and a turtle came up and the guy immediately starts swimming towards it and he reaches out to touch it and I slapped his hand and I said, no. And he looks at me and like pulls back and he's like, geez, mate, I wasn't actually going to do it. That was my worst accent. <laughs> well, let me try that again. Mate, I, I no, can't. Ooh, oh, yeah. It's but it cracked me up. But anyways, um, what we're going to be talking about today <laughs> to get more into the sciencey part of it is understanding animal behavior, because obviously they don't speak English, but they do give us so many cues to let us know if they're happy and comfortable or if we need to give them a little bit more space. Yeah. And I feel like so many tourists do not mean to cause harm mm -hmm. and honestly locals too yeah let's, let's it be real with everyone everybody and this is not just marine mammals people don't necessarily mean to cause them stress or harm mm -hmm. but there's just no readily available information you know what shout out to steve irwin can we just mm. pour one out this is how we bonded this is steve irwin oh, he is what him. we need mm -hmm. he was the one bringing these things to our attention exactly and no, now he's not here mm -hmm. <laughs> just take a minute thank you steve for changing my life thank you steve he was the one that brought this stuff to the forefront of people's attention and now we don't have him and mm -hmm. i feel like nobody took his place yeah. nobody's out there fighting for hey, let's interact with the animals, but let's do it responsibly. Uh -huh. Teaching in the wild rather than, because I love all the shows I see on Animal Planet, but it's always in a zoo. And mm -hmm. those animals are used to the humans and they're dependent on the humans. So they have different uh, cultures. They have different yeah. reactions when they see a person. Of course, they're going to be pumped if that person is their handler and the person who feeds them compared right. to being with a wild dolphin who you might see and get so excited and just be so enraptured in the moment, but they might be giving you signals, especially dolphins, because they look like they're smiling. We always think, oh, they're so happy to be with us. They might be jumping and spinning super close to your group or tail slapping, hitting the top of the surface with their tail. And we might think as a human, that's what we would do when we're excited. But with dolphins, that's actually them telling us to stay away, making loud noises or abrupt splashes in nature is always a sign of discomfort rather than like woo -woo, this is a party i love these humans so close to me thanks for trying to touch my child exactly exactly so yeah i feel like it's honestly it's the people who love the animals who sometimes can hurt them which is i am myself as well agree and i i definitely know that i've been guilty mm -hmm. you get so excited I, I remember back you know when i grew up in kansas and then went to egypt there were no rules in Egypt. It's like the wild west out there in terms of conservation. Mm -hmm. And I remember chasing pods of dolphins. Obviously, I'm not as fast as them, right? So it's like <laughs> your you, little arms <laughs> and a little baby eight-year-old leg is like, oh my God, there's a dolphin. <laughs> and then of course I'm making all these babies nervous because they're small and I'm small. But in reality, if I had just stopped and stayed, they would have been like, what is that little child human doing floating over here? And they would probably circle back and come to me. So that's the power of understanding the behavior because 
usually an animal might choose to stay close to you. Even things like um, eagle rays. I've noticed if I like swim down directly really close to an eagle ray, they'll freak out in some way. But I've had uh, the opportunity. I put a couple videos everywhere. Mm -hmm. I know that my Instagram, I don't know if it'll be back by the time this comes back up, but on my old Instagram, before it was hacked, I had a video of me swimming down along beside him. And then I just laid my whole body sideways by him and he started feeding. So he was like filtering through the sand and you know how they go. It looks like it's not their ears, but it looks like they're <laughs> sucking it in to their mouth and shooting the sand yes, out their ears. And yes. it's so freaking cute. So and I got to be like, is close to you and me and just sit there and watch yeah because you were respectful and exactly he he was able to stay Mm -hmm. comfortable yeah that's huge so So cute yeah so dolphins let them come to you Mm -hmm. they're curious by nature anyway yeah um what else let's talk about a little bit of ways that they might speak to us and I feel like the best way to break that down is usually imagining how the animals protect themselves. Mm -hmm. So with dolphins, the most powerful part of their body is gonna be their rostrum, which is their nose, or their tail, their fluke. So for example, if someone's getting too close to your baby or if they're really uncomfortable, they might splash their tail really close to you. Like if I was like, what? Like jumping at you (laughs) as a human, I'd be like, I got arm muscles. (laughs) You know what I mean? So those are some ways that they might let you know, hey, we're uncomfortable or by rushing you. A lot of the dolphins will do that as well. Swim straight up to you and then just stop trying to scare you a little bit and be like, hey, I need a little bit more space than what you're giving me. Um, let's, we're going to go over mostly Hawaiian animals, just because that's what we're focused on here. But of course you can do this research on your own and just understand the physiology of the animal. And that'll be big. And we encourage that any animals you think you're going to be encountering, Mm -hmm. please do the research. Always check before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, turtles, obviously they have that big shell. So what many people don't notice, and I've even seen seasoned scuba divers here who, should have all of the training necessary to understand turtle behavior, but that shell is what protects them, right? So say that you're the swimmer, for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, look at my body, I'm gonna be turning my back towards her. So imagine if she was swimming towards me and I go like that and give her my back, as she's swimming towards me, that would be my defense mechanism being like, oh girl, this is the part that if you do hit me, at least it won't hurt me as bad. But if I'm nice and comfortable, I'll just be swimming looking at you as well. So So again, that's its protection. Yeah, kind of the equivalent to people putting their forearm in front of their face Mm -hmm. to protect their their head, their vulnerable spot. Yeah, so understanding their bodies. Um, What else do we have here? Whale sharks are pretty rare, but it is the same idea because their backs are really strong compared to their bellies. If you make a whale shark nervous, you will see it's the whole body and they're massive. So I think it's really precious that we can scare them in the first place, but they get nervous. So if you see one, especially, and I've had that happen before in um, Tanzania, when I was diving with them, I again, got too excited and started swimming a little too fast right beside him. And this guy's like 20 feet long. I see him turn his back to me and I was like, I'm so sorry. So I immediately backed off and then he came closer to me. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it just ends your interaction. It helps you have a better one, you know? I think that goes back to, to what you give to the ocean, it will give back to you in tenfold. Mm-hmm. If you show it a little respect, exactly. you're going to get an amazing once in a lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Yeah. Uh, and the rays are the same way. So manta rays, uh, for those of you that don't know, manta rays don't actually have any way to protect themselves. They don't have a stinger or a barb like uh, eagle rays or sting rays do. They're a separate animal. Um, So the manta rays are more closely related uh, to whale sharks, which is pretty cool. They're filter feeders, right? 
Um, so for them, they'll probably give you their backs again, rather than their tail. Like if we see an Eagle Ray and I'm making him uncomfortable in the wild, he'll probably turn his little booty towards me with the tail because that's where his barbs are. Mm -hmm. So if you see any animal that's giving you the part of their body that they could protect themselves with, you've probably made them uncomfortable. Yeah, um, that's a good rule. Of yeah. Last but not least sharks. What do we think their most dangerous body part is? Mm, they're little finnies is <laughs> <laughs> their big old teeth girl <laughs> oh, <that's right. laughs> i love you you're so cute um so those teeth obviously if you see a shark coming at you um facing you head on about to touch you with its head it's probably a sign that you've made it uncomfortable mm -hmm. sharks are interesting though because again these animals are so big and they could eat us so easily, but they obviously don't want to because of the way that they interact with us as humans. Like for the sharks, one thing you'll notice is their pectoral fins. Usually they're out kind of flat, but if they're aggressive or they want to make you uncomfortable, they'll turn them down at a, like a 90 degree angle, like where their pectoral fins are in the shape of a triangle. Mm -hmm. So when you see them go from side to side all the way down, that means, hey, I'm uncomfortable. I'm ready to strike if I have to. And cool thing about sharks, I love them so much. They can taste with their skin. Did you know Isn't that? Isn't that bananas? What the we heck? We should have a whole episode just we on how cool sharks are. One. They're insane. They have magical freckles. We'll talk about oh, that. Yes, we do need to talk about that. <laughs> yes, I love yes. it. Um, oh, so, I just learned about, I'm so sorry. This is an, another future episode. Uh -huh. um, puffer fish. I love them. Are amazing. They're like, the octopus, like so smart, really so adorable. Yeah, I've never really studied pufferfish. Well, tune in in a future <laughs> episode, and we will talk about pufferfish. I'm excited to learn something new. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. I love. They're so cute and goofy so looking. Cute. They're big old eyeballs. I love them so much. Same. Um, what were we talking about? I'm Animals. So <laughs> <laughs> Focus. <laughs> I totally derailed us. No, you're so fine. So what we were talking about is paying attention to the way that they protect themselves, right? Yes. A couple of things, uh, if we're paying attention to that, is if they are giving you a part of their body that is a defense mechanism, then you should probably back off and give them space. But if you see them, again, in the opposite side of that, you can tell when they're comfortable, when you can come a little closer, play with them, maybe take a picture or whatever. Uh, don't try to take selfies, though. That's how, like, every, have I told you this? No. Every interaction that I have seen where it was negative for the animals and for the people, it was because it was a selfie. Humans are special beings right and i so like literally people have fallen off of cliffs because they're have their back turned to the cliff and they're taking oh, yes. a selfie Seems plenty of um i when i first moved here again we're talking about this because everybody makes mistakes right mm -hmm. so i saw a cute little sea turtle i was swimming and i'm like this is the cutest sea turtle i'm gonna take a selfie video with him because i saw one on instagram the only time an animal tried to bite me was that sea turtle because i got so close to him with my stick trying to swim side by side with him that he's like girl give me some space and how did he do that turned his shell towards me and I wasn't listening because I didn't understand animal behavior so he gave me a little snap snap totally ruining the <laughs> selfie anyway I know and I was like obviously that didn't work when I could have just gave him some space and had an epic yeah, photo of him. I wonder if there's anything too like when we turn around to take a selfie in the water the swimming flow is totally thrown off you're not as graceful that makes you're sense. kind of swimming backwards and kind of like erratically trying to get mm -hmm. that good shot and like kicking 
splashing and splashing. Yeah. And I know that especially with sharks, you have to maintain eye contact. Mm-hmm. Like as any sort of predator, you'll notice that if you're staring at like a little humu or something, their eyes are kind of googly. And they're just like, <laughs> ooh, this is a beautiful day. But sharks are like on it. Predatory, primal, mm-hmm. you know? And so if we're looking at them, then automatically they're like, oh, hey, that's another predator. Probably not worth it for me to mess with them. Yeah. But if we're just swimming around backwards, they're like, easy you know what I mean that's a delicious looking mermaid (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so I think that really the key is understanding and feeling out if they're comfortable or not and one amazing way to do that is just doing your own research like a lot of times before I go uh to another country where I know I'm gonna encounter animals that I don't necessarily understand Mm -hmm. I'll go online beforehand learn a little bit about them like for example if it's sea lions you could just google California sea lions um, aggressive behaviors or California sea lions comfortable behaviors just to understand both sides to make sure that you know when you're in the water with them if they're happy or not Uh, if for whatever reason you hate google which a lot of people just don't (laughs) want to take the time to research which is fine um what some people what I like to do is go to a local dive shop Mm -hmm. because these people are usually very well trained um it's people who love the ocean already they have a passion for the seas and they'll also know all of the best dive spots so whether you're a snorkeler a snorkeler Whether you're a snorkeler or a free diver or a scuba diver, or if you're swimming in your mermaid tail, they'll be able to tell you which places are going to be best for that. Just like if somebody came to Oahu, we would give them a different recommendation for scuba compared to mermaiding. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's the big takeaway here is if you do nothing else, just try a little bit of research Mm -hmm. and just make sure you're doing right by the animals. Mm -hmm. It's their home too. And we want to enjoy it. We want them to enjoy the experience. Mm -hmm. Usually the easiest in my mind, I love to go out on a tour. And I know people are like, ah, it's it's too touristy to go out on a tour. But there's a reason people pay money. Because the tour guides like me in Hawaii, I know the best spots. Mm -hmm. I know the places to take you according to your skill level, right? And whenever you do your research and you're making sure that you're finding a good eco-friendly tour. And remember, if you just type in eco-friendly tour, not necessarily what comes up is eco-friendly. And that's a huge point too. There are no mandates, right? Nothing. To say eco-friendly or, and we can get into this too. When we talk about reef safe sunscreen, mm. no mandates there either. But mm. yeah, being careful. Don't just take the label for its face value. Mm-hmm. Do a little research before you come party with us. Yeah. A couple of really good things uh, that I like to look for if I'm going to be on a boat, whether that be for scuba or just taking my family snorkeling is going to be the amount of people on the boat. Mm -hmm. If it's a massive tour and we're going to drop like 80 people in the water, you know you're not going to get that one-on-one experience. You're not going to have as much time to talk to your guides. I mean, honestly, I have made the coolest friends working on a boat because I have guests come on and they talk to me. And then those girls that I met from Canada who worked with Beluga Whales ended up inviting me to the church hill this little tiny place to swim with beluga whales in the arctic circle Which because is, i talked to them but you know right? like I mean? you're getting human connection yeah. animal connection you're doing right by the environment exactly so i really All love like 10 people or less mm-hmm. on my boat just so i can because that's kind of half the fun like of course you're in a beautiful place but if you don't connect with anyone locally there have you really 
been. You know what I mean? Totally. If you just go and sit on a resort and you never say thank you or hi to anybody in that area, you don't leave feeling connected to the place or like you'd ever want to come back, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. And I think that's a really beautiful thing is checking that. I also like to ask if they're involved in any sort of conservation efforts. I know a lot of people here, um, there's a couple of tours on the West side, uh, wild side tours. And um, I can't remember the name of the other one, but they work with the Cascadia Research Collective taking photo identification of marine mammals. Mm -hmm. So it's cool because if you're swimming or um, just on the boat and you see something endangered like a pilot whale, the captain will stop, he'll grab his camera, and he'll ask you guys to take pictures as well of these animals. So you're directly involved in science, which a nerd like me absolutely loves. What's not to love? Right? Yeah. It's just fun. So I would say those are the two things, is making sure that it's a small amount of people, asking them beforehand how they interact. Like, if I see a whale shark, what should I do? Just ask them that question. Mm -hmm. And if they say, oh, no worries, we'll just swim right up to it. And uh, you can grab its fin if you want to. You probably know (laughs) it's not a scientifically or healthy based program. You're going to really want to say yes. (laughs) Exactly. Say Say no. no. (laughs) Yeah. Responsible research and ask, ask people. Yeah. Yeah. Get to know the people because the people, especially like people who live there usually care mm-hmm. about the place that they are. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially in Hawaii, like a native Hawaiian will protect their land in such a beautiful way. And they'll educate you on things that you might not know. Like for me coming here, I didn't know shit about dolphins. I just thought dolphins are excited. So they spin and maybe they're really excited that I'm so close to them. That's why they're spinning and slapping their tail. Right. But when I started, um, I went on a dolphin tour with some native Hawaiians as the guides they taught me about the Kanakanai, the people of the sea. It's beautiful because for thousands and thousands of years, if you go to a place where people have been there for a while, they already intuitively know these animal behaviors. So yeah. for us to get the chance to learn from them, pay the extra money to go on a tour, because in the long run, you will feel so much more connected to the ocean and to the place and to the people. Yep. And it all just comes back to respect. Again, mm-hmm. respect to the people, the land, the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Keep it in your mind. Keep it in your mind. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, Keep in tune because next week we will be talking all about Alexei Malshnov. Oh my gosh. I love him so much. (laughs) So excited. Broke another freaking freediving world record. And we're actually going to talk about if mermaids exist. And I know this sounds very metaphysical and mysterious and magical, Mm -hmm. but actually... I'm pretty sure I know a few. Yeah, there are definitely some (laughs) out there. So tune in next week, everybody. (laughs) All right. Nice. Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Sign up for our monthly newsletter full of exclusive content at www.mermaidconservation.com. And don't forget to join our Facebook community page, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, have book club both online and in person, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids!